The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, so Cowboys up 34-14. This game's over. All we need to do here is get Carver high, another score to hit the over. But um, isn't that right? Isn't that what you want? One more score? I need one more touchdown, yeah, because a field goal is going to leave me by a half. I have 51 and a half, so. All right. So, and then the other thing I noticed was the scrum on the sideline. Did you see that evolve? I did see that evolve. That was quite the scrum. You gotta, is there anyone on the um, on the team, like, you know, a veteran maybe? There's got to be at least one person on the team, on the Cowboys. Like, there's got to be one guy that's in charge of telling young players like Curse, there's your touchdown. Let's go. Uh, one, telling one player like Curse, um, you're an immature asshat. Grow the F up. Stop going on the other team's sideline and, you know, talking shack to everyone like you're going to take on the whole team by your skinny ass self. Like, how embarrassing was that curse guy like over there talking crap to everyone like he's going to beat up the whole Eagles team. And he's as he's standing in the middle of their sideline with 50 guys wrapped around him that would have killed him dead. And he's talking all kinds of smack. And then number seven, you know, is talking like, you know what it is? It's always the same thing. It's some young rookie guy that's so immature and so childish still thinking I'm an NFL player now. So I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to pick a fight here on the visiting team sideline. I'm going to take on 40 or 50 guys at once with my one skinny ass teammate. Who's also a rookie. Like how embarrassing, like, you don't ever see some old veteran guy doing that. They just get up from the play at the sideline where the guy went too far and tackled him too far out of bounds. And then you just get up and leave because you're a veteran and, and you know, you're, you know, playing for a paycheck, but you're not still in college starting a fight after every play. Like in college, they do that. Like every play, there's a big fight breaking out because you're not going to come into our house and talk to us that way. Is there anything more ridiculous than that sidelines scrum we just saw? Probably not. It was one of the one of the worst ones. There's no question about that. Uh, I mean, just nothing ever evolves out of it either. It's usually the dopiest thing you ever see is when these have this little sideline scrum. Ridiculous. Or a flag. Uh, you get a 15 yard penalty. 
Uh, incidentally, by the way, uh, when you watch an NFL game now, it's just the longest yard with all these flags. Did you see last week in week three, they, they threw more flags than they've ever thrown in the history of the league in one day. <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, by like 25 flags, I think it was by 22 flags. They broke the record. They just, oh, they're, they're really overdoing it. I mean, they, they throw so many flags. The, the game anymore, and I've had this conversation with you, it's not about touchdowns anymore and points. It's about flags. The game is now about refs. That's as simple as it is. We welcome our radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Mighty or 1090 Sports Map, Sports Byline, for all events. So, um, I want to talk about all the games that we haven't uh, talked about in college and pro. And I, you know, I want to start with the saints beating the Patriots in Foxborough, 28, 13, they kicked their ass. I officially think now that the Patriots suck too, because the only team they beat were the jets. And I think they're, uh, you know, literally in the heap of, of probably, Six to eight, let's say six fair. How many bad teams do you think there are? Because I, I think, like, can I just go through the litany of bad teams? Let me just say who they are. The, the, the Patriots and Jets are both terrible. The Steelers are terrible. The Colts are terrible. I, I'm done listening to anyone. Houston is terrible. That's five. I do not believe any of the teams in the West are terrible, including the Chiefs. Um, I think the Giants are terrible, and so are the Washington football team. That's seven. Uh, And so are the Eagles. That's eight. I think Detroit's terrible. That's nine. And Atlanta's ten. And I think none of the teams out West. There are ten terrible teams in the league. So you would clearly agree with me, and and the Patriots are one of them. They're a terrible team. Even with Bill Belichick, they're going to get whacked Sunday night, too, by the Bucs. You know that Brady's going to come in there and whack them and do them like it's going to be like Christmas for him. No, this is um, – I think this is an absolute loaded up on the Bucks on Sunday night. I mean, Brady has been licking his chops to go up to Foxborough and stick it to Bill Belichick. And I know that Bill wants to stick it to Tom, but here's the problem. Bill don't got the horses to stick it to Tom. Okay? Bill's in a bad spot coming up on Sunday night because Brady and the Bucks, they're a machine, and you know Brady's going to be talking to all these guys in that locker room all week long. We're going for a big number this week. A big number. Well, today today on Coast to Coast, I told you that the Cowboys are going to easily cover four, and I said uh, pound the Eagles, and they sure did. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So, uh, Carver High, uh, my Steelers are awful. And, I mean, the Bengals literally pushed them around at the ketchup bottle, 24 to 10. Uh, what I saw there was season over. I mean, their season's over. Yeah. That's it. You know, and then you've got the – who's the Bengal wide receiver, Boyd, today, saying that yeah, the Steelers basically quit. quit in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's – I mean, it's week three. I mean, that's that's the type of stuff you hear in, you know, week 14, not in week three, which is very concerning. It really is uh, for the Steelers. And I know I saw you yesterday. You're right. They were out on Twitter. Fire Tomlin, fire Tomlin. I think that there's bigger problems than the head coach when it comes to the Steelers. I think that there's personnel problems with the Steelers. They, they tried to roll the dice and get one more year out of Ben. It looks like that was not fail the right situation. They have not fixed a glaring problem that they've had for a few years now on the offensive line. I mean, why draft? Why use a first-round pick on a on a big running back like Najee Harris, but not be able to block for him? Right? I mean, what what's the purpose of have of drafting Harris if you can't block? And they're hurt on no, defense when Watt man. doesn't play. When Watt doesn't play, the defense looks different when Watt's not out there. They're awful. The Bills, uh, as we mentioned earlier, blew out Washington. That's not my point. Uh, they play uh, Texans uh, yeah. in the Bilo, and the number 17. <laughs> 17 and a half I saw this morning. I mean, you always say anything over two touchdowns, how could you lay it? <laughs> how could you lay anything over two touchdowns with anybody in this league? But, man, the Texans are awful. They really are. But how can you They're lay? Awful. Is that a cheap backdoor touchdown by the Eagles right there? Yeah, Eagles yeah, in the end zone again? So you, you can't even. Um, but, like, they're going to have to play Davis Mills again, right? Because Tyrod Taylor can't wow. play. I saw, uh, saw a big article. I saw at least a tweet or something from our boy John McClain uh, down in Houston. And, and the headline said, Cully says. Texans will open the offense up for Davis Mills this week. They're going to open the offense up for Mills, Scotty. So that should get everybody excited. Uh, the <laughs> Bills are going to have four interceptions. I, look, I, I don't like laying 17 and a half points. But, man, like, you, the Bills not they only have Washington. Been, Washington's yeah. way better than the Texans. And, well, look at what the Bills have done since the loss to Pittsburgh. 35 nothing over Miami, and then a 46-21, to 21, whatever it was yesterday, over Washington. Like, it's a, and the game's in Buffalo. It's the kind of game where the Bills can win 41-10. to 10. Like, it, it's, that, it's that kind of game. It really is. 
So the Browns beat the uh, Bears 26-6. to Obviously, the Browns are good, right? Obviously, yeah. they're a good football team. They can beat anybody. They should have beat Kansas City. They should have. They should have beat Kansas City. Their defense is a lot better. Um, I, they beat the Vikings in Minnesota. That's a I, that's an interesting game. So. That's a very interesting game this week. You know, the Vikings have been in. They've played three wild games. This one wasn't really wild. They actually t- pulled away from Seattle in the second half. The Seahawks, it was a wild first half, and then Seattle did nothing in the second half yesterday. I, I kind of like the Browns. I, I just think they're a little better than the Vikings. I think they're a little bit better than them. I think uh, Cousins has played great. He's he has. been uh, very productive. He's thrown a lot of touchdowns. I thought he looked great yesterday. I think he'll beat the Browns. And I picked the Vikings outright to beat Seattle, if you'll remember. Yes. Uh, the the Ravens and Lions, you still haven't told me what you thought of that field goal. Can you even I believe it? I, I couldn't believe it. Um, I, I, If there's one guy that you always have to give him a chance to do something like that, clearly it's Tucker. But to get the doink off the bottom crossbar and it to go that way. And that only happens to the lions. If the Ravens are playing anybody else yesterday, when that ball doinks, it goes towards the field and doesn't go through. But because it's the lions, they never get doinks like that. I was telling you during coast to coast, like that, that dude, Hollywood Brown, like somebody better work with him this week. Like he dropped three, like completely ran away from guy touchdowns. I mean, he was 20 yards past guys and Lamar hit him in the hands each time. And he dropped them all like stone hands. Your boy, Hollywood Brown. Now that game shouldn't have even been that close. He shouldn't have, he shouldn't be allowed to have the nickname Hollywood anymore. No stone hands. That's his new nickname. Stonehenge. <laughs> but I will all say right, this, uh... but you did see we get on Lamar a lot for, you know, maybe not being the best thrower of the football. He threw that dime on fourth and 19 right before the field goal by Tucker. That was a laser that he threw to that dude. So give Lamar a lot of credit on that one. He did a nice job getting him there. So the Titans beat the Colts in uh, Smashville 25-16. My Colts buddy suck. was at the game. Colts suck. I mean, they no, suck. They do. They really do. Like, how can uh, Wentz go on record saying we're not worried about anything? When you're 0-3, you should be very worried. You should be very worried. I think that their season, like, this is the kind of year it's going to just continue to spiral out of control. Like, what do they got coming up here? I just want to see what the Colts have the next few weeks. Can they really get Dolphins in Miami. Wow, the loser of that game. Think about the trouble the loser of the Dolphin-Colt game is going to be in. The Colts will either be 0-4 or the Dolphins will be 1-3. They could both, you know, that's... Wow, that's an, a big game. And then they play the Ravens. They do play the Texans. And then you have the Niners, the Titans. I think the Dolphins win the game. They're 2-2. Two two. Everything's fine. Brissett yes. has done yes. his job. And the Colts go to 0-4. If the Colts uh, if the Colts win, they go to 1-3. And, three, and yeah, so, do the, so do the Dolphins. And they're both screwed. Here's where I think the Colts are already done anyway. And I know it's only three games, but they're 0-3. They're, the Titans are already 2-1 and one in the division, and they've already lost a game to them. So they're already done in the division. Then you look around at the wild card. I mean, 
the West has Denver 3-0, Raiders 3-0, Chargers 2-1. I mean, the Ravens and the Browns and the Bengals are all 2-1. Like, you've got a lot of teams that are good in the AFC, and the Colts are already in a major hole. Major. Major hole. The Chargers beat the Chiefs 30-24. to Anyway, I told you I'm going to uh, Atlantic City, and then I'm going. I, I reversed my trip. I was going to go Sunday to uh, Philly and to the game, and then after the game, go to Atlantic City, and then uh, party, have dinner, and gamble, and then go home Monday morning. Uh, but now I'm going uh, Saturday to Atlantic City. I'm going to do Ooh. all my gambling and business on Saturday and have dinner at this fancy restaurant on Saturday. Stay overnight in a badass suite. Nice. And then uh, get up and drive to Philadelphia, hit the Eagles Chiefs game, 50 yard line. And then after the game, hit the uh, 90 minute drive back to New York City. So I'm so going to be home in order. You'll be home in time for Brady and Belichick at eight o'clock on Sunday night. I will be home in time for Brady and Belichick. And then the following week, Oh, Steelers. I, I go to the Steeler Bronco game in Pittsburgh. And um yeah, I'm I'm flying uh into Pittsburgh for to watch them lose again. Uh but I enjoy going home. I, I enjoy going to the Steeler games. And uh I have to, you know, master it a little better this time than I did the last time. Like when to go and all the rest like i went right at you know right at kickoff and it just was uh painful getting into the stadium so i need to get there earlier and party is america's primary system working is the electoral college still the best process for electing a president could a third-party candidate ever be successful in a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm telling you, the Cowboys 41-21 will be the final, and they are uh, solid offensively. Uh, they can play with anybody offensively. I think they uh, have issues. I don't think they're the best team uh, anywhere close to it in the NFC. No. I, I, I don't, you know, I think there's four or five teams better than them easily. 
So to me, they would be like, obviously they're, I think they'll win the East. So they're going to have a cushy playoff spot and maybe even a home game, but I don't think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. I really don't. I think there's, you know, better teams. I put them at like five or six, but uh, they kicked the Eagles ass tonight and they are going to the playoffs. In my opinion, Carver, they are a playoff team automatic because the rest of that division is complete ass. The rest of the division is complete ass, just like it was last year. The difference this year is Dak Prescott's healthy. See, last year, everybody was ass, but the Cowboys had to play, you know, Andy Dalton and Danucci and all these hacks. Right. And, and that kind of derailed their season. Prescott's healthy, and that means that the Cowboys are going to be better than these other hack teams in the in their division. All right, so uh, we already talked bad about the Giants, so I don't want to talk about them anymore. I, the Falcons one, I think they stink too. Cardinals They're over awful. to Jacks, 31-19. You're up at the half, and you still get your ass smoked. That's all you need to know about the Jaguars. They, they were up at the half, and they still got smoked. Awful job by the Jaguars. Uh, they were hanging around in that game. You know, getting seven and a half, eight right before kickoff and in the second half. I mean, that what an awful pick six that Trevor Lawrence threw uh, in that second half right at, right after the uh, Cardinals had retaken the lead. They stink. Like, I, honestly, where are they winning a game? Like, I know they have one game against the Jets. Believe it or not, the Jets and the Jaguars do play each other this year. That That could be their only spot for a win. Like, the Jags even got roughed up by the Texans. Like, remember week one? Even the Texans who suck roughed up the Jaguars. Right. Like, where are they winning a game? Like They, they played Thursday night against the Bengals. They're going to get beat. And I'll tell you one thing. Um, I, I think Burrow will kill them. And I yeah. think Trevor Lawrence sucks. He doesn't look, even look of, like a pro. Uh, to be quite fair, and, and it's only been three weeks, none of these guys have looked impressive yet. Like, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Mac Jones. None of them have looked impressive. You know, last year, Burrow, last year, Burrow looked great right out of the gate. Like, you knew that Burrow could play. Like, none of these guys have given you any kind of feeling like, wow, this guy's really got something. They've all looked shaky the first three So weeks. do you think that the Broncos are legit or the teams no. they play suck? No, I think the Broncos are a paper tiger. I think we're eventually going to see the real Broncos. I'm not a believer. they're posers. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. And you think Even they'll lose this week start. to the Ravens? I do In think Denver? they'll lose this week. Yes, and I think they'll lose to the Steelers, too. Oh, Jesus. I don't even think the Steelers will score against them. Uh, I'll be at the game probably getting soaking wet. When, you, when, you've played, when you've played the three teams that the Broncos have, you can't have a real gauge on them yet. You can't. They've played the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. Those are their three wins. Those are three of the five worst teams that you were just mentioning before. And the Broncos have played all three of them. We need to see them play some real competition before we start pumping up the Broncos. And the Raiders, uh, in overtime over the Dolphins, they tried to give that game away five times. They are you buying or selling them? That they, I think they lose to the Chargers on uh, Monday night. I do as well. Uh, but I'm buying the Raiders a little bit more than I'm buying the Broncos. I think that the Raiders, because I I think they're better offensively. The Rams uh, beat the Buccaneers. Are they the best team in the NFL? No, I'm not going to go that far. But I think that they are a very good team. I think they're one of the four or five best teams, no doubt. And doesn't it seem like McVay is like 
it almost seemed at times yesterday like McVay was trying to like in front of the nation and against the Super Bowl champs like really dial it up with Stafford. Like he wanted to be like, look what I have now. Like you guys, like I couldn't do this stuff with golf. Like I'm really showing you right now what I can do. Yeah. And I think he should. What else would he be doing? I think right. he's uh, doing exactly what he should be doing. And I think they're the best team in the NFC. And I do think they're better than Tampa. And here's why I think uh, Tampa's defense got hot last year yeah. in the last six, seven weeks. Right. And they yep. won the Super Bowl, and no one could do anything against them. They were on fire. I think the first half of the season, all the way until the last seven weeks, that's who they are. Then they got hot, and once they had Bulls put in the right blitz schemes and they got hot, they got confidence and hot, mixed it up in a glass of hot tea, and they were on their way, and they had Brady, and they had Gronk, and they had – Brown, they had all this, uh, you know, Evans and you name it. And uh, I thought that they won the Super Bowl. I do not believe, I, I do not believe, I don't even have to say it. I mean, the defense is not good. They're good against the rush and they're definitely not good against the pass. Um, they have, uh, their secondary has been lit up and they are, you know, ranked like 30th in the league uh, against the pass. All I know is that's not a that's not the best team in the NFL. That's not the best team in the NFC. That's not a Super Bowl winning team right there. Even though they won the Super Bowl, their defense is playing first half of the season type defense that they played last year. I just don't think they're that good. I really don't. I think they're good enough to beat the Patriots on Sunday night. Oh yeah. But I don't think they're good enough to beat the Rams in LA. And if they play them in an NFC title game in LA, the same thing's going to happen. I agree, and them now them getting that win is so huge because it gives them the tiebreaker over the Bucks if they do end up tied later on. Um, enormous win for the Rams. Uh, and hey, how about Deshaun Jackson? Like we always say, the guy never plays, but when he does, you mentioned it on Coast to Coast today. He's so dangerous when he's actually on the field, even at his age, he could still burn. But the problem is, he's always one step away from missing eight weeks. Like, he's just yeah. always one foot plant away from missing eight weeks. If he has a hammy, it's over. And then, but I got to tell you, when he's healthy, when his legs are not a problem, oh, my God, he's the fastest guy in the NFL. And he's just wide <laughs> yeah. open when he runs roots. It's amazing. Wide open. Uh, Vikings, we talked about, and the Packers. I'll tell you what, I think the Packers are better than the Bucks too. No one can stop Adams and, and Rodgers. No yeah, one. I mean, I, I, yeah. They do whatever they want. When he's on the field, it, it's so different. Like, you know how he came out for a couple plays when he got kind of banged up there? Like, their offense just does not run the same when he's not on the field. But when Adams is out there, man, they're good. Those two guys just have something special together. I think their D's a little suspect. I'm not big on the Packer D. I don't think it's very good. Yeah, you're up 17 nothing, and then you're losing 28-27. Something's yeah, not right. And, and I don't think the Niners are that great either. I know everybody, they got excited when they beat the Lions and the Eagles. The Lion, I don't think the Niners are that good. Well, now they, uh, I just saw, who do they play? Seattle. They, play they got Seattle. Seattle this week. All the, NFC West teams, all the NFC West teams play each other this week. Do you really, do you see the Niners losing again at home? I don't. Yeah, man, Seattle going to fall to one and three. Wow. Hey, but we said this. 
We said this before the season when they all had win totals of 10. Somebody in the NFC West is going to lose games. They're not all going to win 10 games. Somebody's going to lose games. I picked Arizona. The way that it goes. If you remember. Yes, I do. And they're out to a great start. I, I think they're legit. And now, we'll, we'll see if it holds water. They've, they've never beaten the Rams since McVay's been the coach. I think they're 6-0 six, six and oh or 8-0, oh, whatever it is. 8 in, in a row. Yeah, since McVay's been there. They play them this week, and that number yeah. is scary. It's 6. I, I grabbed it, but I, I think... Um, they could easily lose by, they, they, I mean, they could lose by 16, and that's 26. At, and that's at SoFi too, right? That's at SoFi on Sunday? That, that's yeah. at SoFi, but look, uh, Murray to Hopkins is as lethal as Adams and Rodgers. Yeah. Very lethal. Because that They're guy, Murray, he can get out of trouble in a hurry. He is a very elusive. He's the best scrambler in the NFL. I agree. I think I it's mean, him and Lamar. Mahomes. I'm telling you, I think without a doubt, I will say it. Murray is a way better scrambler, in my opinion, than Mahomes. They always talk about how great Mahomes is. I got to tell you, watching him scramble against the Chargers, he looks slow to me. Like that toe surgery, something. Yeah. He's not fast to me at all. He looks like he gained weight or something. He doesn't look fast to me at all. I think Maybe Kyler Murray is fast. And he is ankle break city. That guy is the best moves and escape artist since Fran Tarkington. Mahomes had that whole offseason eating ice cream with the wife waiting for the baby to come. So he put on a couple pounds. I think he did. How funny is it watching him stand on the sideline losing every week now when he said they were going to go 20-0? and And how about when he said, Herbert, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, well, it's like I said to you today. This is a different situation for the Chiefs. Usually they are front runners the last three years. When they've gone to AFC title games and Super Bowls, they have played from ahead, never losing in September, always beating teams up early in the year, getting off to eight and one, ten and one starts. Different situation for the Chiefs this year at one and two. And some tough games coming. I mean, after Philadelphia, they got the Bills at home on a Sunday night. Like that they got some tough games coming down the road. Right now, the Chiefs defense sucks so bad. I think the Bills can beat them. I don't care where they play see. the game. Well, when we come back, we'll talk about college football and the Irish throwing a bench. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Uh, Carver High, what'd you think of the Irish? Because I got to tell you, uh, I said to you today on Coast to Coast, I think their quarterbacks suck. Well, look, Cone sucks. Uh, I've thought that since the season started. He was not going to be the answer. The kid that I wanted to see play was Tyler Buckner, of course, the freshman. Got in there a couple of weeks ago against Toledo and against Purdue, and he hurt his hamstring. So he did not play against Wisconsin. The kid from New Cane and Drew Pine came in. And, man, he was slinging it when he came in the game, right? I mean, he at least was trying to throw the ball around a little bit. But he isn't that great either. They definitely have a quarterback. Yeah, small dude. uh, Very small kid. But he's he's very athletic. Um, Here's the thing. (sighs) Their defense is really good this year. I feel like this defense is better than the one last year that took him to the playoff, but the offense isn't as good, obviously with Ian book, not being there anymore. And I don't think the offensive line is as sharp, but I still think they're going to beat Cincinnati. I, I just, I think this is a think that that Cincinnati defense is going to destroy cone. And I think honestly, I think this is a big, big step up in class for Cincinnati this week. I know they're a good team. I know what they've done the last year and a half is impressive, but just remember, since since 17, the only teams Notre Dame has lost to is Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson. They don't lose these games at home, at least not the last few years under Brian Kelly. Well, I, I, fair enough. Now, I'm not going to argue with you, but you, 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 have to, uh, it, you have to take back that Cincinnati is not a big uh, – uh, they are legit. I, they could play anyone now. Uh, they're not some – you know, dinky school that's getting lucky. Like this is not Western Michigan when they were. Remember when everybody? No, was getting no, all no, hot and no. About they're Western. they're much this better is, than that. This is not UCF we're talking about here. Cincinnati is better than those schools. I, I they are, but this is also a little bit of a step up from what they normally play. They're they're going into a different environment here this week. This is not a normal game for Cincinnati. If and they I, win I, this game. If they win this game, and, and I don't want them to, I just think right. they. I think they might. If they I win this game, that, they might get in the playoff. That's right. If they, they win this game, they can run the tables, and then they might still screw it up. You know, like against a Memphis or whatever. Like right. every year when they get to December or whatever, November, those late season games, yeah. the last two, three like they games, could, right? they could lose, they could lose a crazy game to UCF or Memphis or, or, or right. something like that at the end right. of the year and screw themselves. But if they win this right. game on Saturday, they are going to put themselves in a position where they can at least, if they go undefeated, have a better resume than last year and be in the conversation because they have that win in South Bend over the Irish. But I know that you think Cincinnati will win the game, but you do. I, I think you're with me on this. Notre Dame should not be underdog at home to this team. This should be Notre Dame minus three or something like that, or Notre Dame minus two. I don't think that Cincinnati deserves to be favorite in South Bend over the Irish. That's a little much for me. Yeah, I guess I can live with that. I'm not going to uh, 
I don't think I'm going to lose any sleep over it. I don't think they should be favored, but I, I think it should be a pick em at worst. It's a fascinating game, and I, and I, and I really want it bad just because – you know, I didn't like how the Cincinnati people last year thought they should have been in over over Notre Dame in the playoff. Uh, this is a big game, really. And listen, the Irish are in the same boat here. Uh, just like we said how great this is for Cincinnati, Notre Dame, now, if they can win this game, suddenly they look around and they see Clemson losing a couple games and they see Oklahoma not that good and they see Ohio State already with a loss. Suddenly Notre Dame, if they win this game, can kind of boost themselves back into that top five conversation. You know, the Notre Dame always has uh, big games, right? They, in yes. my opinion, they always have to, for the most part, 80% of their games aren't easy. People say they don't play anybody. They go from yeah, this game nonsense. to Virginia Tech, to USC, to North Carolina, then Navy, Virginia, which I think are both cake eaters. Georgia right. Tech then, is no joke. Nope, they are played well. everybody. They but, kicked I North mean, look, Carolina's was- ass. They gave Clemson problems. This is a very hard stretch for Notre Dame that started last week. I mean, playing Wisconsin, Cincinnati, on the road at Virginia Tech, on you know, playing North Carolina. That is a very hard four-week stretch. And then USC as well. Who listen? They lost to the Beavers. The USC is having a hard time right now after firing uh, Helton. But still, that's a tough game. Always a huge rivalry. Do you think that Notre Dame will be? Uh overwhelmed in Blacksburg with the Metallica enter Sandman and that crowd and that rowdy scene in Blacksburg. I'm interested to see they still haven't announced a time for that game. Have they yet? Did they put, I just want to see if that's a night game. I'd be it's a little a 730 bit. night game. Okay. So they are doing night game. ABC. I'm guessing it's not that right. good. Yeah. Listen, that's a tough, it's a tough spot. It's a really, they're better than Virginia tech, but that's a very tough environment to win in. So if you were to look at people, like obviously the betters uh, and I think that, you know, people that think they know that, that group, they all think Notre Dame is going to win this game against Cincinnati easily. I mean, they got it at right now. 58% of the people think that, that think they know, think that Notre Dame is going to win that game. I'll tell you what, you play Wisconsin and Cincinnati back to back. and you got shaky quarterbacks. Yeah. At no, some the quarterback, point. Like, the I'll quarterback, tell you what it reminds me of. Yeah. It, it reminds me of A&M playing uh, Arkansas, and they had a you know tough game right before that. I mean, think about it. Uh, A&M, let, let me just go back to the A&M game. So A&M gets blown out. And before that, they had an easy one, though. It was New Mexico. And then they had the tough game with Colorado, 10-7, right? So then they blow out New Mexico. Then they go get their ass beat by uh, Arkansas. Do you think that, um, you know, having to play right away Cincinnati after playing that tough game with Wisconsin? Because that was a 10-10 game. And then things uh, just absolutely went uh, black on Wisconsin in the fourth quarter. It all hell broke loose, but I did not see that coming at all. I was thinking um, they'd win by three at best uh, right. or 10 at most, at most if they were lucky, but I was never really that worried about the five and a half. 
but I thought Wisconsin was running the ball pretty effectively. And they got back in that game when Notre Dame was up. They came back, they tied it. And then, uh, and then Notre Dame blew them out. Do you think that having to play Wisconsin in that physical brawl at Soldier Field and then turn right around and go play Cincinnati, even though the game's in South Bend, that that's not a nightmare? I think it's a very tough situation, especially since Cincinnati didn't even play this week. So Cincinnati's coming in off a bye week. Notre Dame's coming in off of a very physical game with Wisconsin. It's a clear that 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 aspect is a clear advantage to Cincinnati. I I think that once the Irish are going to have to lean on what their strength is, like it was against Wisconsin. Eventually, the defense won the day for them, and that's what they need to do against Cincinnati as well. So I hit Villanova that spread against uh, Penn State, uh, getting thirty or whatever. Villanova is not a bad FCS team. They're they're one of the better teams in that in the lower division. They're a playoff team. I was getting yeah. 30. I covered that. Uh, Iowa, Colorado State, I covered that both ways. Iowa to win. I had Colorado State in a big fat 23 spot. And then um, I hit Baylor, that spread. I hit the North Carolina State spread. What did you think of North Carolina State beating Clemson? I thought it was better than sex seeing Clemson lose finally. And now, you know, I think they're out of the playoff. They're but finished. If, now what will really be nice is if um, – they lose again. If they lose again, yeah. if they lose again, uh, which, you know, they're going to lose in wake, but at death Valley, that's the only game. They're not losing to Clemson. They're not losing at Syracuse this week. And uh, no, whatever well, that got, game they is, they got Boston college this week, but the oh, game, yeah, they Valley. might lose that game. But if the game that uh, they've been at They've given them fits before they have. And let me tell you, Boston college, uh, you know, they beat Missouri at home on Saturday. Crazy game. A lot of respect to BC for that win. They played a couple tomato cans before that. They're a 4 0 team. Um, I, but they're going to lose another game in the regular season in the ACC. They're going to have a third loss. I don't, I think that they're, they're just not that good this year. You think Wake could beat them? Yes. I like Wake. I think Wake's played really well. Uh, Michigan beat Rutgers by seven. I hit both ends of that. Michigan to win, Rutgers plus the points. You're still giving Rutgers no chance to upset Ohio State. Look, uh, it's very hard for me to say they'd beat them outright. I am 100% back in Rutgers with the points this week, though. 100%. Um, UCLA beat Stanford and handled the number. It was four and a half. What did you think of them winning by 11 at Palo Alto? Do you, yeah. like, the, do you like that team? It's three and one now. Uh, playing uh, next week, I believe. They got off this week. Next week, they're uh, or maybe it is it is this Saturday. They're playing Arizona State at the Rose Bowl. Arizona like, State, and then they, they've got Oregon coming right around the corner as well uh, one of these weeks in October. That's, uh, in look. Four, that's in four weeks. Okay, four weeks they've got Oregon coming up. Uh, look, uh, I think UCLA has a chance to maybe – get to the Pac-12 title game. I, I think they're, they're just as good or better than these other teams in the southern part of the Pac-12. We've already seen that the, the wheels have fallen off for USC. I don't think that Arizona State's very good at all. I think this is a, I love UCLA this week. Love me. I, I hit uh, Florida laying 20 uh, against Tennessee, and I hit Michigan State to win in Nebraska plus the five and a half or I think it was five. What did you think of them losing in overtime in East Lansing? Yeah. Are you on uh, the Sparty as a legit team undefeated 4-0? Uh, 
Look, I think you have to be at this point with some of the wins that they've had now the last couple weeks. Uh, they survive against Nebraska the way that they beat Miami. Um, I, I think you have to start to believe uh, that this they got a little something special going at Michigan State. I'm not saying they're going to win the conference or be in the Big Ten title game, but I think when people thought they were going to suck, suddenly this might be an eight or a nine win Michigan State team. Does Florida go to Lexington and handle eight and a half Let against Kentucky? You. I think they do. I had to sweat out Kentucky on Saturday night, man. I had them laying the four and a half against South Carolina uh, on the road, 16 to 10, a real rock fight. They won. Oh, I lost that by a point. Yeah. Um, five, and they lost by six. Yep. Um, man, Florida usually dominates. Kentucky beat him a couple years ago for the first time in ages. That's going to be a very – I think this is a low-scoring game. I think Florida wins, but I think it's closer. I think it's a close game. Uh, Oklahoma beats West Virginia by three. I hit that both ways. Oklahoma stays. Uh, Oklahoma, they're booing Rattler. Welcome to Norman. He's getting booed now. They're playing at K-State, who always seems to give them a game, wow. and I'm getting ten and a hook. They've beat them the last two years. K-State's going for three in a row against Oklahoma at the Little Apple on Saturday. I like the 10 and a half. Wouldn't that be great to see? Oh, please. There you go. The rest of them aren't worth talking about. It's Pharrell on a bench. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. My buddy's a fan of yours in Vancouver, Canada, so if he hears you crystal clear, I thought I'd let you know that. Time after time, I sit and I wait for your call. <laughs> Mariners came storming back. They were down earlier and uh, like three zip, and now they're up 8-4 on the A's in the fourth. So they've just been grinding up in Seattle, and the Rockies trail... The Nationals, four to three, bottom eight in <sighs> course, but they got runners on first and second with two outs. The big question is, and I hit the other games today, Reds I hit, White Sox I hit, Indians I hit. I need the Mariners and Rockies for a 5-0 day. Tomorrow's what really matters. Uh, that's Yankees it. Yankees and Jays in Toronto, that's what it's all about. What do you think happens? 
I really don't like that the Yankees, aside from the Cole game, are throwing Jamison shots at Tyone off the IL and then Kluber on Thursday. They need to win two out of these three games. Um, I, I got confidence I in the Cole Kluber. game. Kluber stinks. I mean, he really He's stinks. And, and I don't know what to expect out of Tyone tomorrow. He hasn't pitched in a few weeks. Um, I mean, the Blue Jays just kick their ass every time they've played him this year. I don't have a lot of confidence. Can you believe I bet on them? I bet on the Yankees. I've been hitting them wow. left and right baseball games, but I'm betting on them because of the way they're hitting and uh, the way Stanton's hitting and Judge, and I'm just going with that. And uh, even though Ryu's been incredible and the Jays own the Yankees, I'm still taking them because – I mean, for me, they need, you know, two here, two against the Rays, and they're in. And I just need them to be in because anything's possible with a one-gamer. I cannot wait for that game tomorrow, 7 o'clock in Toronto. That's what I'm living for. That's my uh, Tuesday. We'll see you at 4 p.m. Eastern on Coast to Coast for Carver High and Pharrell. Good night. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.